Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends. My dog Maggie is staring at me right now because I just had a peanut butter bagel and she wants that sweet, sweet peanut butter. Uh, and she will get it. Uh, <laughs> how's everyone doing? It is yet another week. Um, of course, this is coming out a bit later than I normally would like it to, but out nonetheless. Uh, it has been a wild and crazy, crazy, um, just the last month and at, like two, actually probably since August, it's been just nonstop. And it's so crazy to think, uh, that when the pandemic started, I was like, oh, this is great. And then I was like, no, I got to keep moving, got to keep moving. And then as soon as you start moving, everything happens all at once. When it rains, it pours, you know, so I've just been been nonstop moving. So trying to balance and, um, you know, also kind of take time for myself a little bit here and there where I can, you know, self-care, uh, self-care, I care, we all care, right? We need that. We need that. Uh, <laughs> But of course, it is another week, and I'm very excited to have these two guests uh, here on the pod. It is Amanda Barker and Dale Boyer. Oh my goodness, they are amazing. We chat their show that they are opening up on Friday, uh, Clothes Swap, uh, online as part of the Canadian Arts Council Digital Originals Grant. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's a sick cast, very fun show. Uh, we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about bodily um, things. Cysts come up a bit. Uh, you know, we talk party fails per use. We talk a lot about bras. We talk uh, a lot of things happen in this pod. And it was very fun. It was very delightful. And we had a really, really good time chatting. It was just nice to like see a couple of new faces that uh, you know I haven't seen. It was kind of it kind of felt like you know when you go out and you just run into a couple people and you get chatting as opposed to making it a scheduled thing. Even though this was scheduled to do the podcast, so I knew I was going to see them. But nonetheless, it felt a little bit normal, <laughs> as normal as you can on Zoom. Uh, but before we get to the interview, oh my gosh, how is everyone doing? How has your week been? Is everybody feeling good? Everybody taking care of themselves? We must, we must make sure we take moments to just breathe and know that the world is um, a very strange place right now. Uh, so, you know, take care of yourself. I've been drinking a lot of tea, which is great, but I've also been drinking a lot of beer. Also great. Two different beverages that are very good <laughs> also biggest news the biggest news and i have to talk about it because i'm so very excited is we i finally got to announce uh my new live late night talk show called a night with trisha black it is also a part of the canadian arts council grant uh for digital originals uh it's going to be four shows starting this sunday november 29th 9 p.m eastern standard time on my youtube channel uh, that's uh, youtube.com slash Trisha Black. Um, we also have a website for the show, a night with Trisha Black.com, so you can get a lot of information there. And it is coming together. I have an absolutely killer team. Um, there's some amazing guests that are coming up. Um, you know, and I kind of wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do kind of a talk show. That's why I started this podcast as well as, you know, being able to talk with people. But this is like, this is going to be like a full on live late night. There's going to be segments. There's going to be guest interviews, um, musical guests. There's going to be sketches. There's there's going to be games. It's going to be so much fun. First week is full of insane guests. We've got Gavin Crawford from Because News, uh, Ann Pornell and Alan Shane 
Lewis, uh, the new host of the Great Canadian Baking Show, uh, also Second City alumni and my very dear friends. We have musical guest Mir. Uh, it is going to be off the charts. Also, we have uh, special appearances from Tom Hearn and Natalie Metcalf, uh, my musical director and the Paul Schaefer to my letterman. Uh, Ayaka Kinagawa is on the keys and also, you know, Carly Heffernan is directing. Spencer Crone is uh, TDing. It's amazing. And then as of week two, we have amazing guests too. Uh, you know, we've got, um, oh my gosh, excuse me. We've got Paloma Nunez uh, and uh, Brandon Hackett. We have special guest Natasha Negovanles, who is on the podcast. She's going to be there week two, which is December the 6th. Uh, and musical guest Fat Al. We also have Abba Amokondo uh, from this hour to, as 22 minutes joining uh, the writer's room. It is so much fun. It's going to be so much fun, you know, and if you're looking for something live and fun to do, that's the show for you. Uh, it, I'm, I'm genuinely so very excited and I feel so very grateful uh, to have so many talented, amazing artists involved in the show. And coming up, we have some even like, it's, it's wild to the, some of the guests, uh, that I was, that we were able to get. And I, again, I feel so very grateful and I'm so excited. So please check it out. It's running the next four Sundays, 9 PM YouTube. It's going to be awesome. You know, treat it like a night out, get your favorite food, you know, order it from your local restaurant, um, get them to deliver to you and then sit down, have a drink, glass of wine, a beer, a tea, whatever you feel, and just sit back and relax because it's going to be so much fun. I'm actually, you can probably tell how pumped I am. I'm very excited. Uh, it's been a lot of work and I'm very proud of it. And I even got a few trolls online trolling me about the show. One person thinks I'm a trust fund kid, which could not be further from the truth of who I am as a human being. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun live show. Uh, so please, please, please check it out if you if you would like. I would be very grateful. Speaking of live shows, Clothes Swap is happening this Friday. Uh, and let's talk to Dale and Amanda a little bit more about it. All right, let's go to that now. Between them, they have over 200 commercials, 100 stage and screen credits, five Broadway World Awards, two Canadian Comedy Awards, and one Dora nomination. Dale Boyer and Amanda Barker met performing at the Second City in 2002 or 2003. It's up for debate and have been friends ever since. They're sold out. 2019 show clothes swap will come back together for a reading online on november 27th in support of a good cause you can visit that website at www.clotheswapshow.ca now please welcome dale and amanda my goodness hello hello thank you so much for being here thanks for (laughs) such a pleasure so excited yes i'm so so pumped I know. I feel like I haven't seen. I mean, Dale, you and I saw each other on a, a Zoom audition recently. That is, yeah, that is true. That is true. We, we all got to just hang out in the weird waiting room. <laughs> weird waiting well, room. I didn't expect that. I was not no. prepared. Uh, I was not prepared for a, like a to go into a waiting room that hadn't happened before. And then there was somebody I didn't know there, and I was like, "Am I in the wrong room?" <laughs> Well, there's also other people that are, don't have their cameras on. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's like two people having a conversation. You're like, oh, no, there's seven people in this room. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like all the crazy of a normal audition waiting room. Yes. <laughs> Except that you don't have, there's no grace period when you get sucked out of it into the actual audition or if you have like yeah. something to go over. Yeah, it's such a weird a weird scene yeah. i know it, it was weird too because there was a girl that clearly went right before dale and i and was like oh you you two are up for this role well there goes my chance and i was like this makes me feel so uncomfortable I know. and to be honest she was great and she was it, you know she's she's great and she was yeah. like oh i i didn't realize you guys wrote for i don't know why i'm here i I'm like, it's oh like you're here because they obviously saw something in you and that's great yeah like all her like what's it called all her imposter syndrome was just like oh here it is i don't belong here i'm like i'm like lady you don't even know i'm about to go in here which is what actually happened i went in for 20 seconds and they were like yeah we're good <laughs> neither of us i don't think either of us booked it right oh hell no no Heck no no, it was, uh, it was interesting. She did. She probably booked it. I'm sure she did. If I lied, she I'm sure it. she did. I'm sure she did. Amanda, you and I haven't seen each. I don't think I've seen you since we did. We filmed a commercial together oh overnight. And that was what is that? Is that a year ago? Two years ago? I think a year ago. I want to say. What a crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it was so funny overnight. Where were we? I forget where we were. We're like, Brampton or something Cambridge I don't know Cambridge somewhere out out. and it was uh there's so many weird things that happened that night uh not getting crazy specific but there was a person that we (laughs) that we worked (laughs) with um then I'll go as far as that who you know messaged us repeatedly Mm -hmm. after the fact and I feel like my relationship with you has been like checking in about like have you gotten this message from this person or have you seen yeah you know they're very sweet but also troublesome I don't know what the word yeah and uh so that was an interesting journey and that one was weird too because did you do I called it the turducken where we were filming a commercial but mm-hmm. then they took us and filmed a different commercial mm-hmm. while we were on set. Yeah, everyone got to do that part but me. No! <laughs> you didn't get the turducken. Didn't get the turducken, just got the one little scene. I had to wait. They filmed me last and they didn't know if they were going to actually film me or not. So it was there was potential that I was going to be there overnight and not actually film anything. Right, but oh I got God. to film and it was great. But yeah, and we wrapped at like seven in the morning. Yeah, it was wild. It was a weird scene, but uh, I, I, uh, I feel like that was our special time. I think so too. I think that was our special time. But now we have a special time here because you're both here and you're you're going to be doing a reading of your show that you performed last year live, Clothes Swap, right? That's right. Amazing. Yeah. When it's a it's this set is it this Saturday? It's Friday. It's on Friday. November I'm so 27th. sorry. Yeah. So yeah. sorry. I have so many dates in my brain that I'm like, I think it's no dates keep, don't mean anything. Dates don't mean anything. <laughs> time. Right? No. Friday. What's, What's time? Saturday? Those aren't yeah, things well, Those aren't things. What's a weekend? I don't yeah. remember. And I don't think I'll ever remember. Uh, but that's amazing. I'm so excited. I hope I can check it out. Uh where can where can people watch it? Is it going to be like through Zoom or is it YouTube or uh, it's going to be available for free, and there's a couple different places you can find the link for it. Probably the easiest mm-hmm. would be to just go to our Facebook page. So it would be at 
clothes swap show. So clothes swap is all one word, clothes mm -hmm. swap show. show. Uh, and the link will be there. You could also go to clothesswapshow.ca. Amazing. And is it, it's going to be the same show from that you did in 2019, correct? Yes. Yeah. It'll be a reading. So mm -hmm. some of the elements will be a little bit different, but right. yeah. And the cool thing is we got all the original cast back. So <gasps> amazing. We're really, yeah. We're really excited. And honestly, uh, you know, thanks to the pandemic, we got them all back. Otherwise, yes. <laughs> otherwise it would be so hard to just wrangle everybody up. <laughs> yeah. It happened so quickly too. They, everybody was immediately like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> like, oh, great. Something to do. Yeah. <laughs> amazing that's so amazing how did this show like come to be how did you who's who's I guess was it did you did you both kind of come up with the concept for it or was it like you know, yeah it's been a, it's been many years in the making mm -hmm. now I mean I always think um Dale approached me about let's do something creatively back in like her daughter was one and that's the only way I can date it because <laughs> yeah. now your daughter is more than one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so she had had that year and she can speak to that. And I had been on tour for three years, almost straight, mm -hmm. um, doing a really fun show and having an amazing experience touring, um, mostly the States, but also uh, parts of Canada with this fun show. So we both were kind of in, um, not a lull, but a moment where we actually, the stars could align that we could work on something. Now, we were in a sketch group a million years ago mm -hmm. called Shame is Right with two, the two other members, we both ended up marrying. As it oh, were. wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> even though actually the four of us were, well, Dale was with Trevor, but I was not with Marco when we started it. But uh, people used to call us couples being funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. Like a um, real mamas and papas situation, but without yeah. the drama. Oh, well, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. There's no drama. Um, we're, all, we're all good friends. Um, but uh, yeah, but totally. It was exactly that. And, and what we kind of realized was that we had been in different writing rooms, but mm -hmm. often we were the one woman. Or we mm -hmm. were like, you know, and this was a few years ago, or, you know, we weren't ever able to do anything together. And we realized that the kind of the funnest times and in a way, the most inspiring and most creative times were these sort of things that we would do, these clothes swaps where we'd get together and it'd be a bunch of women and some wine mm -hmm. and bags of clothes. And we'd go through and we'd tell like, oh my gosh, that, that necklace is from my last relationship mm -hmm. and it has a bad vibe to it go let it live its best life or whatever and so <laughs> those types of stories and those types of conversations that came out of that were sort of mm -hmm. the inspiration for this whole piece amazing oh that's so cool and I love I do I love the idea of like an actual close like when you could do it you can't obviously for the live reading I'm assuming you are not doing a, a live clothes swap <laughs> I mean nope. I guess you could do it online I guess, could you set up like a Poshmark account? Yeah. Like we thought about it. We troubleshot like every version of like, yeah, how? Yeah. How? <laughs> how do we do that? Like, but it's not, it's impossible to do it on any kind of like big scale, especially yeah. considering like the initial production that we did with it, which was with the Textile mm -hmm. Museum of Canada and Fringe. Um, they allowed us to be able to use their space and people actually physically swapped. Like we had 
just strangers <laughs> throwing their clothes yeah. on stage for the actors to use during the show and of which they were able to use the clothing what a different time yeah um, right <laughs> people brought clothes and then we touched them and we swapped like, them and we tried them on yeah, yeah on stage sight unseen put them on and yeah. and nobody thought that's that's brave yeah yeah now you're heroes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Just going through the archival video and watching all of us like, you know, strip down to our tank tops and and make fun funny bits or whatever with different tops and dresses and mm-hmm. pants and just seeing that and just being like, wow, that was such a different time and I miss yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can only imagine and it's so it is so it's so weird. I just have to like the world is weird. Like it is unfortunate that we can't do that because it's such an incredible I'm sure people have brought so many different clothes like you said right like so many people were just like throwing on stage their clothes <laughs> oh yeah people brought like women's clothes men's clothes like all different types of things kids clothes people yeah. I remember someone just brought like a bunch of business suits which was actually amazing because we had like people that we were working with like dress mm-hmm. for success where business suits could be really you know appropriate and helpful for yeah. that organization but it was like Oh, you just brought like two thousand dollars worth of business suits. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, that, like we used to refresh, or I used to. I mean, I think we all did to some degree refresh our wardrobe mm-hmm. once a season, even if it was like kind of like, okay, here's my bag, I'm done. Oh, look, I just got this new piece. Whether it's you know, Dale and I had kind of gotten to this life of swapping, so we we're, we're trying not to consume as much. Mm-hmm. But whether you were buying clothes or swapping clothes or however you're getting them, I mean we were kind of all, I think a lot of us, I was certainly in this space of like renewing my wardrobe, like this, like I bought one new thing this year in February. I didn't realize that would be the last piece of clothing (laughs) that I would buy (laughs) in person. I mean, but that's great though, because, uh, you know, especially environmentally Mm -hmm. trying to actually buy secondhand clothes is so great because there's so much out there. I was reading an article that was saying how there is so there are so much clothes are so mass produced and people get rid of things after like a year and then they pile up and they pile up and there's nowhere for them to actually go. And it's like, you know, there's stuff that from like the seventies that is so well-made that still is good. Like I just bought a, a like like a jacket from a used clothes store it was like sixty dollars beautifully beautiful like plaid wool and it it's perfect it's perfect for the yeah. like for winter I and think it was secondhand from the 70s to like we're we're gonna do a talk back after the show mm-hmm. in, in place of a of an actual clothing swap but right uh you know there's been talk of like oh uh, maybe we'll like swap swap bags just friends you know take the bag leave it in your house for a couple days mm-hmm. then look at it swap it or whatever but my I was already very minimal with my clothes. My closet's very small. I say mm-hmm. goodbye to things very easily. I'm not super nostalgic about my clothing mm-hmm. and things like that. And I would say that COVID has just like amplified it to the extreme where oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's almost becoming like a challenge for me now. I have just the same clothes that I started with. I think I mm-hmm. added like two pairs of pajamas on top That's... of this. Um, Cause I'm just, I look at it and I just go like, this is great. Like I'm just yeah. wearing this shirt. I'm happy with this shirt. I actually don't care anymore. I don't look at myself <laughs> in the mirror. I have no interest in what I look like. I I'm know. Just I feel my clothes. 
Yeah, I feel like I just like wear the same clothes almost every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, nobody's nobody sees it. So it doesn't matter, you know, really if you're wearing the same pair of pants, like, or the same, or the same shirt every day, like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. And, and frankly, there, it's really hard to purge your clothes right yeah. now. Or at least I'm, that's what I'm finding yeah. that most places that needed them, there are a few places that will take jackets and shoes and so on. But for the most part, you cannot just give a bag to a shelter feel like you're doing well or even throw mm-hmm. it in in a bin and and further to that consumption uh piece that you were talking about you know most of the things we we think okay it's good if i throw it in one of those bins that's going to a good place but the vast majority of that um it gets sold by the pound um it goes most of it goes to africa there's a few mm-hmm. places it goes but most of it goes to um eastern africa uh, or Western Africa, it depends, but anyway, and, um, they kind of go through it the same as we would at a swap. There's a lot of ripped stuff. There's a lot of dirty stuff, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want it any more than we do. And that all of the stuff that can't be sold, you know, um, in a thrift market on the street or that type of thing, that all goes into landfill and gets yeah. burnt. So, you know, it's challenging because mm-hmm. nobody wants to put their clothes in a landfill, but you could put it here. You could put it there All at the end of the day. That's the vast majority of where it is going. Yep. And so the root of the problem does come with that fast fashion consumerism, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. learning to live with less, which is kind of maybe one of the good parts, maybe about COVID that we're all <laughs> trying to, like, I started making my own deodorant my own shampoo. I mean, I will say I'm having a, I'm having a bra crisis. Like I'm in a crisis. I'm at a crisis point. You got to go to Nick's. I got to figure, I got to figure something out. Nick's is great. I'm writing it down. I'm actually writing it down. K-N-I-X. Oh, like Nick's wear? Yeah. But they have bras. You ran, I don't know if you want this on the record, but I feel like you ran the casting for that commercial deal remember all those bras that remember remember that <laughs> casting that we remember I how bra, i have a bra from a casting and the yes. bitch broke bitch do you, fell right off me do you remember well it maybe it wasn't nick's but there was a casting that went on for days and it was like days. a triumph or something do you remember and like the clients, <laughs> the clients just left at one point we like had yeah. the talent we didn't know what to do remember that one maybe it wasn't nick's now that i think about it i thought it was no nick's lasts i i i i was so I was wearing like underwire bras, which why I don't know. Oh my and my God. girlfriend, I started dating my girlfriend Jill, and she was like, "Why are you wearing these?" She was like, "I'm taking you to get good bras," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and so she took me to Nick's, and they're amazing. They really are. They're like so good. They're okay. very well I made. Guys, I haven't worn a bra since 2012, um, and it's not always a good thing. I have some. I own a few. I bring them when I have to do like wardrobe fittings because otherwise I'd probably get, but I don't end up wearing them as, as any of the characters. This is what I wear every day of my life. I wear a black shelf bra tank top. Listen, it, do I have cleavage sometimes at auditions that I wish I didn't have? Yes, that sometimes is a thing, but for the most part, it's the most comfortable version of a top. And I feel like I'm 10 years old with an undershirt again. And that's my happy place. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, hey. it's, it's bad. I'm just, oh. I know, look, look at this. Oh, yeah. You got to get, yeah. It's oh, bad. no. What's going on here? Dale, that's bad. That's, but I've, I've still worn it. <laughs> but is that an underwire? 
this one's an underwire because I have to go back and forth because of my sis. I know. Ouch. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, and I'm not even going to say cut this out later. I got no. a cyst. But I got a yeah, cyst. Hey. And sometimes Wait. the underwire makes the cyst feel better. And sometimes the underwire makes the cyst feel worse. And sometimes Ugh. a shelf bra makes it better. And sometimes it makes it worse. Okay. <laughs> There's no happy medium. <laughs> Leaving it alone de definitely doesn't make it feel better. And they won't remove it, eh? It's not big enough yet. Okay, um, on. I, I know people who drained. get cysts. You got to get your cyst drained. Oh, I'll talk cyst. You want to do it happens. cyst cast, man, because I will talk this cyst cast. all day long. Listen, <laughs> I will tell you a history of this. Most Please. of us have ovarian cysts or have had mm -hmm. ovarian cysts. I had one when I was 21 uh, that just grew and grew. It was like 15 centimeters or something. I have so much gynecologically going on, but it ate up. You think cysts can't do anything because they're just water sacs. This thing managed what? to eat my fallopian tubes. I don't have- Wait, what? On my right side. This is wait, 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 what? <laughs> my I'm sorry. It'll your get cyst you. ate Trish. your fallopian tube. Trish, your cyst will get you, man. My oh. I don't know. I don't even know if I have a cyst. I'm oh, no. Like Trish, oh, I want you to oh. move. No, no. I mean, if it'll stop me from having a period. I, <laughs> oh, I still have them. Is that they how it works? The thing is, is they just drop into the abyss and I, and I've started, now we're really getting into it. I've started getting, yeah, uh, and I'm going to say, leave this in since Dale shared her cyst. Hey. I got boils guys. This is oh, yeah. a pandemic situation. Where's mine? Mm -hmm. There's mine. I've gotten boils before. It's going away what? already. Ouch. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I, I get them. I've got, I've had boils since I was a kid. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this on the record, but since we're talking, uh, <laughs> I've had them since I was probably like 11. I've got, I like constantly can, can like, I should probably go see a dermatologist again because they're starting to show up again during the pandemic. And Interesting I think, about that. Yeah. I think it might be just stress related stuff, like stuff that you didn't have before is now coming up because also your body is maybe relaxing more and it's like we have time to fix ourselves <laughs> this can all go when i was a kid i'm with you as when i was hit like 10 11 i started getting cysts all down the sides of my arms Ooh. uh insides of my arms and it was so embarrassing because it's like you know you're just hitting puberty it was obviously yeah. like hormonal and my mom didn't know what to do with it she mm -hmm. would just like lay me on my side and like lance all my cysts but that's all you can do with them and you when you're do. 11 12 13 you're just like this is i just wish the world would swallow me up like i just wish <laughs> no i want to wear a tank top they're I'm so like, painful they're so painful they're so painful let me wear my spaghetti tank top my you spaghetti string like so i i get it like, I know. Well, in my 40s. <laughs> I also like this is a weird thing when I was a kid <laughs> was when um, my, like my doctor said that I had extra sweat glands. What? I mean, so I have like thing? really wow. I don't know. But apparently he was like because I used to sweat through like this shirt I'm wearing right now when I was a kid would be sopping wet under my armpits. Oh, wow. <laughs> like it doesn't happen oh, anymore. So like, I think puberty made it like obviously worse, but he was like, yeah, you got some extra sweat glands going on or something. That's <laughs> also like the random things like dermatologists <laughs> told me they'd be like, well, you're allergic to your sweat. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Really? Be like you're allergic to your sweat. That's why you're getting all these. Let's send them off to the, whatever the lab. Yeah. And, and you'd come back and they would just be like, yep, 
you're allergic. Like, I you're, like, send one. them off to the lab. <laughs> you're, you're, I worked with an actress once who told, and we all know her, but I won't name her. I'll let her do that herself. But she told me once that her <laughs> vagina was so acidic that it ate through all of her underwear. Like oh. she she couldn't That's outstanding. Keep, yeah. She couldn't keep her underwear very long because uh like and I was like, but I get holes in my underwear. Like, isn't that just, you know, you shave and it rips? And she was like, no, no, like within weeks, right. her, her vagina would burn a hole through the <laughs> and she said she went to the doctor and they said it was because her vagina was so acidic. Oh my gosh. Oh my I'm gosh. learning like, so much today. <laughs> it's like those random people that that sounds to me like one of those random people like where they're like, I can't wear a watch. It just it just goes backwards. That's like, me. Those- <laughs> oh, that's me. I, I also watch. It doesn't work. They break on my hand. They break. Yeah. That's so and funny. They all break. Like, I can't wear underwear. I just, <laughs> it just burns it off. I break it. Burns it. Burns it off. <laughs> I also want to go back for a second because <laughs> you said, you said, or is it when you're like, you know, when you get a hole, like is when you shave, what did, what did you mean by that? Because okay. do, do you shave your underwear or is your pubic hair so sharp? <laughs> Yes, the latter. Yes. Really? Yes. I mean, I'm sorry I laughed. Yeah, no, I've got some sharp pubes, man. Like, they're sharp. Like, listen, I'm whatever black Irish or whatever they call it. I don't know what's in my in my gene pool, but it's uh, like my, for example, my eyebrows, mm-hmm. if you could touch them, they're really, really like coarse. And I never knew that that was a thing. I never knew people had soft eyebrows. And one day my friend Candace at my work was like, she touched my eyebrow. I have no idea why. I went, oh my God, your eyebrows are so um, sharp. (laughs) And and I was like, what? And then I touched hers. And since then I've been really like, hang on. I thought everyone's eyebrows were like weird wires, but for a lot of people, they're beautiful, nope. soft brows. Mine are super soft. So. Mine are very soft. I'm so sorry. Well, I've also, I, you guys I all have gentle, beautiful pubes, but mine are I, <laughs> I've also been like weirdly, like I've got so much hair on my head, like the top of my head, but like my eyebrows and my like legs and my arms have like almost no hair. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I've never plucked my eyebrows ever in my life. Oh man, I've done mine a few times. Sometimes I do a few out of here. I really don't have to. But my eyebrows are still dark. Here's cool. Good eyebrows, though. Thank you. They just grow this way. I'm one of those. Everybody's got good eyebrows. Everybody on this call's got good eyebrows. (laughs) (laughs) Good good eyebrows. My dad's mother, Mm -hmm. like didn't have any like hair on her legs or anything like that right so as a kid mm-hmm. i remember being like oh like she always like shaves her legs like she has like no hair on her legs but she's an older woman well mm-hmm. she's my grandmother and then um my mom told me once she was like oh no one day all her hair fell out on her body but not on her head oh. and i was like what and she's like yeah like her armpits like everything just was like peace we're out one day like, like all in one day and not, like it was and just like, like one day she noticed i got no hair on my body but it's still she- on my head and she didn't have alopecia or anything, I guess. No. She, you know, yeah. But Crazy. I'm always a little bit being like, maybe I'll be her. Maybe I'll get the hair falling out, Jean. And then It'll like just be gone. All my leg hair, all my everything here, I'll just fall out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't shaved my legs since. I think 
June, okay. maybe, okay. maybe June. And there's like no hair on them. <laughs> I'm an epilator woman. I like, I like epilators. I'm into it. I've been doing well, it for a long explain time. Explain the epilator, Dale. Yeah, really what's an epilator? What's an epilator? Yeah. So it looks like a razor, like an, uh, like a electric razor, I suppose. Um, but it has like, kind of like a rotating tweezers and it just pulls okay. out all your hair. Oh, it's torture for a lot of people. It's a real <laughs> torture a device, a nightmare torture device for me <laughs> because I've been doing it so long. I'm just like, eh, whatever. So I do my armpits, I do my legs. Um, and the hair just, it's like, it's losing its will. It's like, we Rips can't, out. we can't keep growing here. This isn't a good place for us. <laughs> Will you ever yeah. miss it though? Will you ever be like, man, my youth, like, <laughs> like my leg hair. Yeah. Oh, I've never, I don't, I don't really like leg hair. I got teased when I was a kid. So I think I'm good. Cause I feel, oh. I feel like, like I worry about that with like menopause and stuff. Like I, I'm like, I'm not ready. Like, and I'm the only one I know like this. Cause everyone else I know is like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get rid of my leg hair. Let's get rid of my periods. For me, I'm like, oh God, that's going to be a real problem for me. If I don't shave or tweeze my eyebrows or bleed like I, I i'm just like or i'm bleed. not i'm not uh i'm i'm not ready to to let that go i guess it's a youth thing i don't know maybe you just, i haven't maybe. had a period in a year and it's the greatest wow. my yeah. god wow I can do that bless you but it's not it's just it's because i got an iud it's not because yeah. of anything else but i was like this thing's the best i know <laughs> that it, they do sound great but also sound scary to get up it in was, there it was um not a great experience getting it Put in mm -hmm. and i've had a baby y'all so <laughs> yeah and that says a lot if that's people... already that that muscle's already done its thing and it <laughs> was quite something and um, it... that said it was worth it okay in the long run. okay good to know for people out there who are who are trying to decide if they want to get an iud <laughs> or not there it is you know it's what the it. neatest part of it is this was what? the neatest part <laughs> this is there's two neat parts number one uh, I had a little incident getting it done. So I, I bled quite a bit. No big deal. Oh, We're keeping it in, y'all. We're keeping it in. Oh my God. Keeping it in. So yeah, I'm man. Sitting there, We're I'm, here. I'm the, doc the doctor's like, I can't I can't leave you until it kind of stops bleeding, right? So you're just kind of, mm -hmm. kind of sitting there and my legs are the whole situation. And they have a nurse with me because I guess they bring in two people because they want to make sure that like, if you say that anything happened or whatever, there's mm -hmm. like a second, there's like a, a witness, witness, right? So I'm sitting there and it's awkward because I'm kind of having this blood and the doctor's sitting there and the nurse goes, weren't you on working moms? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah. So we're going to like, what was it like to be on working moms? I'm like, cool, man. This, this is like, I don't know how many times this sketch has been written, but while I was, while it was happening, I was like, this is a sketch. I'm living it. Yeah, you're living it. Living it. Legs wide open. wide open. In the stirrups, the whole nine yards. The, the doctor's asking me funny questions like, 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 when you get your teeth cleaned, does it bleed a lot? Like questions like that where you're like, why are you worried? And the nurse is like, I seen you. I seen you on the working moms. <laughs> does that yeah. happen? Like, do you get do you get recognized sometimes? And you're like, like the I got recognized a little while ago for being from Second City, but I was with my girlfriend and it was this guy who looked like a regular dude. But the way he looked at us, because sometimes you don't realize that people are clocking who you are. So he, it looked like he was clocking us as a couple. And I was like, here we go. 
right. here we go. I got to get ready to be burly and get this guy out of here. And then he turned around and I was thinking all these negative thoughts about this poor guy. And then he turned around and he was like, you're from Second City? He's like, I saw your show. You're so funny. And I was like, oh, oh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I turned and I left and turned to my girlfriend. I was like, I honestly thought so many horrible things about that poor man. <laughs> I just Absolutely. assumed he was going to like say something awful to us. I went through a, a steady five years where I would be recognized for second city, but not for any show that I was in. So obviously it was people that had been to second city and seen me. So remembered me, but then gone back a few years later and saw either like Ashley Como or Carly Heffernan. And they'd be like, Oh my God, I love that sketch where you're like speaking French. I'm like, They'd be like, oh, I saw you in Second City. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. They'd be like, I saw you in that sketch with it. That's not me. (laughs) So there was this like weird disconnect where they're like, you're Leslie Seiler. Like you're, you're not Mm -hmm. you. You're getting recognized, but you're still in that world. Still in that same world. Yeah. Otherwise at this point, I think it's just people who have like outstanding memories. Cause I'm, it's like, you know, I'll be like a security guard with two lines and people be like, I've seen you. (laughs) You must have a great memory, like photogenic. (laughs) I, uh, I'm trying to think if I've had any weird freaky. So I was on, um, the humble and Fred, uh, show for five years and they have a real dedicated fan base. Uh, I'd often forget that. Um, and so, uh, it's actually happened to me twice where I was on a plane and somebody came up to me and they were like, now you'd have to really know, right? Because it mm-hmm. wasn't broadcast. Yeah. So they'd have to have seen a photo or done research or, you know, Googled me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'd come up to me on a plane. Once somebody came up to me in the bath, I was waiting for the bathroom on a plane. And then the second mm-hmm. time um, I got off the plane with Marco, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was Christmas last year. And I got off the plane in Halifax. And this guy said, he kept looking at us. And I was sort of like, why is that guy? He kept turning around, kept looking at us and went, Hey, Hey, I just wanted to say, have a good trip. And I was like, great. You too. Like, what's that about? And, um, and then he was like, you're Barks, right? I know you're from humble and Fred. And I was like, that's weird. Actually. That's crazy. That's that, because wild. It's crazy for them to be like, are you in that commercial or whatever? Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens to me is, uh, and I know Dale, this probably happens to you too, because we work in casting, a lot mm. of actors who maybe don't know us assume we're cast casting directors. Like, yeah, I have, yeah. there's one actor in particular who really thinks that I'm the person that runs Jigsaw. I've done sets <laughs> with him, like at Bad Dog. He still thinks I'm the person that runs Jigsaw and, and ends every audition with, thanks Shasta. And I'm like, you, do you think? do you think a casting director is like jumping in to do the set and like and going out for like some Tide Mom commercial or something and she's like just on the side I'm gonna try a little acting like no that's not me but a lot of times actors will be like oh are you trying acting now when you like book yeah. something and that's yeah like, I've had that no. happen on set where you show up and they're like wow how that's so crazy so like how did you end up here like yeah and I'm like I auditioned like you did I didn't even this is from a totally different casting house like it's not even (laughs) (laughs) what and they're like I didn't know you act I didn't know I acted I'm like oh yeah no I'm not a casting director guys that's so funny I guess because if Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say I guess if people just saw you and didn't know who you were they would probably assume 
Like, and that makes yeah. sense. Like as an actor, you see people behind the camera and you just, you do, you never assume they're also an actor. Even no. though, well, you should always assume. Always. Almost always your readers or the people running the rooms yeah. are often actors. I booked yeah. something a few years ago and it was a really great spot. Um, and uh, it was, um, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but anyway, it was uh, the guy, Captain Obvious, whatever that company is. And uh, so the fun thing was, it was a bunch of funny women because he's mm-hmm. the funny guy. So it was a bunch of women and they flew us. It's like the one time that something like this, because you, you get maybe one if you're lucky, but uh, they flew us over to Spain and I was in Germany uh, at, in the connector flight. And one of the actresses who I didn't know as well at the time looked at me and thought I was the casting person <laughs> that like had flown out to be part of the, com- like to like oversee <laughs> the casting of the commercial. Or something. So funny. <laughs> there's, oh. there's no commercial that has the budget to fly the casting person <laughs> to, Spain. <laughs> to just make to sure Spain. the cast is behaving. <laughs> you guys being good? Because they flew me out to Spain to make sure you're all doing a good job. Show up for your wardrobe on time. Don't get a sunburn. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching you. <laughs> Don't cut your hair. It's funny, though. People get on set, though. They go crazy. Like, I, I got my one was I got to go to Cape Town for a week to shoot a Canadian Tire commercial. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the other couple, my French counterparts, they were like, uh, you know, we're going to go parasailing and then we're going to go with the sharks and then we're going to jump off a thing. And I was like, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm like, I'm on the other side of the world by myself. Also, I have to make sure that I'm not like damaged beyond <laughs> yeah. myself when, the when I show up on set. Like, totally. You they're have like, one no, no. job and it's to be that mom in that to, spot. To just leave this alone <laughs> and maybe not go parasailing off tabletop island into the... F- an ocean like <laughs> with sharks with we're sharks. gonna swim with the sharks <laughs> and they have like big sharks there like oh, that's it was junk. like cage it like they were like showing me a brochure i was like i'm not going i'm not doing this with you like i'm gonna go to <laughs> i'll go to the aquarium like, come on come let's go I remember go the first week of a six-month contract on tour the whole cast and it was actually like one of the tour managers had a friend who ran a trampoline park and was oh like, God. hey, cast, come yeah. come to the trampoline park. And everyone was like, yeah, because actors are like, yeah, fun thing on a on our Sunday off. And I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> like maybe it's not a great idea if the entire cast goes and like, you know, rips our tendons or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, trampolines are the most dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And a park yeah. of them? Like, <laughs> a park? My goodness gracious. That's so wild. Uh, I felt like the Debbie Downer because I was like, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to compromise my legs or whatever. And then all the other actors like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do it. This is why we're good friends. I'm always that person, too. Everyone's like drinking. I'm like, we're not getting in the pool. They're like, but we have a pool. I'm like, no, we've been drinking for two hours, you idiots. We're not letting anyone in the pool. I'm always that person that's going to get in the pool, though. Always. Yeah, I'll get in the pool for sure. No, I'm not. I'm then I have to sober up and watch you guys at the pool because I can't have a good time. <laughs> and Dale has been that friend. She's and been my friend when I've been puking in the street. <laughs> <laughs> puking in the street. Ugh. Remember that? Remember when you could just be get so drunk <laughs> with people and you yes. could puke yeah. wherever you wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I feel like 
it's kind of cool again to puke or shit or piss in the street. I've peed Is it cool? in so many parks and in so many, like, I mean, I did it this weekend. I have peed in so many parking lots. I'm I've peed in the place. wildest places in the last six months. Like, and Marco was always I, like, you're not gonna, you know, I'm like, listen, I, I have to pee. I, must. I have a bladder. That means I have to pee and it will take me two seconds. It'll just be a little splash. Nobody will be any of the wiser. I wear big tops all the time. Anyway, you won't see anything. I can't pee outside. I can't. Oh. I was traumatized as a child. Uh, I was playing softball and I had to pee. So my dad was like, go, I'll take you go to the woods and pee. And I put everything down and pulled everything. And then I pissed all over myself. Yeah. Oh. And every time I go pee outside, it just like the it just goes everywhere. Yeah. So I got to take yeah. off all my pants. I got to take off my shoes because I don't want to get anything on anything. It's a nightmare. You're describing how I have to like get my six-year-old to do it. Where I'm like, you haven't figured out how to aim it yet in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to like take it all off, pee yeah. everywhere, go crazy. That's me. I mean, I just walk in urine shoes. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 oh. I got, I, there's always a bit of urine on me. Like I had to get a COVID oh. test last night and I, I, they, they stuck that thing in my nose and I pissed myself. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say I didn't. You peed? You oh, peed yeah. yourself? I, I pee, guys. <laughs> I pee myself. I pee myself everywhere. Oh, every my goodness. Sometimes I laugh so hard that it's like, it's a real thing. And I'm like, please don't let me leave a spot on like my friend's couch. I mean, not so much now. Now I just piss around my own house. But like, it's, <laughs> a, it's a real problem. Like when you get up and you're like, is there a wet spot? Yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. That's that's <laughs> cysts, folks. That's cysts and, what and about fibroids. We're bringing it back to cysts. <laughs> circle. What, circle, full circle. Cyst. But what was it about the test that made you pee? Um. Well, like, okay. I have a theory about the COVID swab. Okay. I feel like I have a narrow nose is what I figured okay. out. I do have a pointy, longer nose than some okay. Uh, Marco, every time he gets it, he sits there cool as a cucumber and he slams. That wasn't bad. That was my third COVID test. And I find it awful. I'm sorry Aww. to say I, it is like scrubbing my brain for much longer than I think anyone should. And I think it's just my nasal passage or something. I don't it know. It could but be. That's I probably cough, exactly what like, it is. I immediately yes. cough. <laughs> cough, cough, cough uncontrollably. And, uh, and last night, I mean, when I cough hard, I pee. So it, it was all, yeah. it was an all in one. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard sometimes when you cough too hard. Yeah. The little, little comes out for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I know I, I have tiny sinuses. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if my like nose part is tiny, but my sinuses are tiny and an ENT told me that. <laughs> Have you gotten COVID tested? Have you gotten the I've I have had so many. Okay. Okay. So I have had I, I'm fine. Even the first time I did it, I was nervous. And then I was like, oh, this is nothing. So like it doesn't affect me at all. I'm so jealous like, I mean, I'm not, I wish I didn't have to keep having them. A lot of them are because that co the COVID app tells me I've come in contact with someone or like, obviously right. if I'm doing something like when I was at second city, we were trying to get them every week as well, just to like be mm -hmm. safe. And, but yeah, they don't, they don't bother me that much. I think the one that scares me that I never want to have is the throat one. Cause I heard oh. that that's really bad. Like a COVID test in your throat or being scoped. 
like a yeah, like a COVID test, a swab in your throat. They do like my girlfriend Jill was in Calgary and they did it there. Oh, and she said it was so heard. invasive. I didn't so, know about this. I got scoped a few years ago in my mm-hmm. in my throat, and everything was like cool and everything was going real good. And you know, he's like doctors like showing yeah. me my like vocal folds, and I'm like looking, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then he's like, oh, this looks a little unusual. Um, I'm just gonna take a look at this thing, and I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, so just um, try not to talk or, or cough or, or say anything for a second. Don't cough or talk or, talk or move. Oh, God. Just stay still. And I was like, oh, okay. So everything's very fine. He, I don't know what the hell he touched. I don't know what happened. I like <laughs> jump, screamed, yelled, coughed, sneezed, choked. Like <laughs> <laughs> I did everything that you could possibly do. Like. <laughs> so i don't know and then he went oh okay i i got to see it okay that was good thank you like he he knew whatever the hell he was gonna do was gonna make me do that oh yeah and he was yeah. just trying to be like just don't do it so just, that you uh, felt like it was gonna be not bad try not to attack me i went wild i went crazy that's insane yeah i what don't know what was it, was it do you think it was your uvula is that what that is in the back uh, your I got a lot. Ball? I got a lot. I got a lot going on back there. No, I even get back there, get tonsil stones and stuff. I get I back too. up in there. I, I'm not. I'm not a choky kind of person. Yeah. I got, I do you guys tonsil get stones. tonsil stone ads when you're scrolling through your social media things? Because there are some ads <laughs> <No>. <laughs> of, and it's like there's one that keeps coming up, and it's a finger full with that of somebody's uh, like like six tonsil uh, stones. I'm like, no, I want to see that. Uh, yes, I get it. All, I will screen capture it next time. I get it all the time. No. And like, and it's like, you know, I'm 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 scrolling through, you know, um Princess Kate's dog just died. Like that's 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 total clickbait for me. I'm gonna look at every royal family thing ever. And uh, and then halfway through, it's like, try this, and it's and it's an ad, and it's someone's <laughs> with this tonsil stone, same picture, it keeps coming up. I don't know what in my algorithms. It's like they hear me talking about tonsil stones with Dan. They probably do. <laughs> I get tonsil stones all the time. We're, we're going to get them now. I get, yeah. I get tonsil stones too. And I do. Brought to you by tonsil stones. It's just, it's just a finger with okay. a bunch of stones. Oh. Oh. Everybody's like into like, so many people are into like Dr. Pimple Popper and like all of those like gross things. And now on TikTok, for some reason, my TikTok algorithm has gotten me onto earwax TikTok. Mm-mm. Oh, so it's people getting their earwax taken out. It is oh. awful. <laughs> I I go, how is this on my TikTok? What did I do to make this year? I look I'm- at dogs. I look at people DIYing things. I look at fun things. What is this? <laughs> I'm obsessed with earwax. Can I just talk about this? I'm obsessed with earwax and Second city story. Back when I was on ships, I worked with, I'm going to go ahead and say his name. He'll kill me. Oh no. I haven't talked to him in, in ages, but Stephen Yun was in my um, cast and he, he ended up being on The Walking Dead and a bunch of other things. He's a wonderful guy and has had an amazing career. But uh, he told me, he's Korean. I used to live in Korea. So we'd talk about Korean things a lot. And he told me that his mom had a tool and she'd lay him down every, like once a week and scoop the inside of his ear every week. Like she would lay him down, scoop and scoop and scoop the wa- the wax mm. out of his ear. And they would do that to all the kids. So I became really obsessed and wanting to find this. So I went to Koreatown <laughs> and like looked for this scoopy tool. 
And I have about four different ones. And the best one has like a light so that you can like open up the ear and like, oh, look what's going on. I'm obsessed with it. I have that tool. The, the light one? I don't have the light. No, I have oh. the scoop. The scooper. Because oh. I have really, really itchy ears. My ears are itchy all the time. And mm-hmm. I was really sticking a lot of Q-tips and stuff. And the uh, ear, nose, and throat guy was like, you can't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> you can't, don't do this. Stop what you're doing. And I'm like, I can't. This is so itchy. He's like, I'm going to give you a prescription that's going to stop the itch for like a month so that you can like break your addiction of like, it's so itchy. I can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I did. And then a whole bunch of wild stuff fell out of my ear for like a few months. He was like, don't go in there. And then stuff would just like, I would like, it would just fall out of my ear. I'd be like, You'd be like I gotta see what else is in and there. I'd be like, oh, I want to, I want to go get it. But now I can honestly say my ears are like, they're not itchy. I don't need to go. I don't need to go around them very often. And every once in a while, I'll just use the little scoop to just like take a little edge off of something. And then I'm like, okay, we're cool. Otherwise I'm addicted and I can't. I've got nothing in my ears. I have the driest ears and the and the skinniest nose, I think, because <laughs> there's nothing in my ears. I'm always, I heard, I remember when I was a kid, I heard my cousin say that like a ball of wax fell, fell out of your ear and I'm obsessed with wanting that to happen and it's never happened for me. Yeah, but you had a cyst eat your fallopian tube. Like who else can say that? <laughs> um, I'll get you a tube. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We have talked so much about bodily fluids and it is great. It is fun. It is funny. I love it. Are there lots of bodily fluids in clothes swap? Is that not at all? You know what though? I will say, I will say there is one part of clothes swap that I couldn't, I couldn't watch without laughing so hard. (laughs) There's a part in it where we talk about how a cat can decompose it makes okay. it re- there's really no reason for it to be in the show apart from i just think it's hilarious amanda and i would talk <laughs> about this we would work through these lines and amanda oh, would be so she'd feel physically nauseous talking about it i thought it was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> just like imagining what a cat if a cat if a cat oh, died no, between gonna... planes of windows like you know like, wait windows. i didn't hear you what if a cat so, what you know, if like you know how like a window has two planes yeah. of glass. If a cat got caught in a window, oh no, and then died, right? Oh yeah, sad. So then you have to wonder like what would happen to what it. What would so, happen? So well, we'd have to get take the window out. It's gonna make Amanda barf. Right. Oh, no. I have, I've got glass. Oh, oh no, <laughs> glassy eyes. I have a, I have a, I have a barf reflex that's pretty advanced. Um, <laughs> no. It, it th- there's a line in the show is it oh god is it i'll say it it's is it wet dead or is it dry dead <laughs> <laughs> because things can you know die go things can die and turn yeah. into like a soup like <gasps> yeah oh yeah or yeah. they dry out like jerky right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Now yeah. this for me, I think is hilarious. I think this is really <laughs> funny, but there's so many, you're going to lose so many listeners. Trisha. I've had too much no. Oh. Everyone's going to be Look. like, who the hell was that sick woman talking about <laughs> killing a cat in a window? <laughs> well, it's part of clothes swap. So they're going to have to go watch the show to find out the rest of the story. Oh well, my gosh. The show is not just about, the show is actually not just about a clothes swap. The show actually takes place in like a, like a mid-century house uh, in an old woman's, her, a grandmother's dead house mm-hmm. and they're emptying out the house. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of history in the house. There's a lot of history mm-hmm. with the neighbors. 
uh, so it kind of brings up a, a different narrative story that's uh, not just about putting on clothes it's it's of about course. It's like the clothes tell a story yeah you know everyone's clothes tells a story of some yeah. kind and it somehow leads to decomposing cat uh, <laughs> and you i'm know, very excited as it <laughs> to does. find out why <laughs> Join oh my goodness friday yes. night, friday night. <laughs> who else is in the cast i forget uh it's we we i just love this cast so hard um so uh dale's the director mm-hmm. i get to be in it uh along with our good friend ashley como Camo. um karen parker is yes. in it uh cassandra or cassie cow is in it oh, fun. and uh tara consoli rounds out the cast oh amazing that is such a that's a wicked cast and an amazing director also oh and nice. uh, joining us uh on this round we have a new addition carrie lee finkel is going to be our mm-hmm. asl interpreter for it oh wow you got an asl interpreter that's incredible that's so that's great it's yeah i should take their name down I will I will happily pass it on to you because you please you some projects going on in the mix too. I do, do yeah. Well, how, what grant did you receive for this? I'm wondering if it's the same. I know that's what I'm wondering. Uh, so this one is a Canada Council Digital Original Micro Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah when you were talking yes. about it and you were like, I need to get it done by December, I'm like, oh, I know that grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Are you able to talk about what you're doing or what you got coming up? Yeah, of course. I just announced it. I just literally announced it right before we met today. Um, It's a late night talk show. Uh, uh, It's going to be streamed on YouTube. It's running four nights, uh, Sundays for four weeks, sorry, starting this Sunday, November 29th. So it's very, very fun. We have like lots of uh, lots of awesome people. Carly Heffernan's directing. I've got, uh, you know, Tom Hearn and Natalie Metcalf are writing with me. And then we've got some other people coming on to some other shows to write as well. You know, lots of great, awesome guests that are coming. So, yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be super fun. And, you know, but like you said, it's like that five thousand dollars you get. It's like (laughs) just where to where how it goes away so fast. Yeah, it's it's like you think, oh, this is great because in your brain, you're like, Five thousand divided by five. Yeah, and you're like, no, there's yeah. taxes and yeah. there's other things. Yeah, yep. fees and and just unforeseen things and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and for us too because it is a play reading, we are we definitely have to deal with equity, and then because it's streamed, we definitely have to deal with actors. Right. So and oh, it's been a journey. Yeah. A journey of See. I I mean I hope actors not listening but I didn't go through any of the channels. This is uh <laughs> But I think actually with with a talk show format you wouldn't have to because you're being you probably so. and people are probably being themed for the most part and It's true they are. There's and actually I will say with Actra they do have a <laughs> plug it for them but they have a COVID response initiative where they were allowing people to just stream themselves for free because of the pandemic but then they said to us this is the last time that you can do it after that you'll have to pay them kind of thing oh like my. A scale fee on top of their right revenue. and we're already doing the equity thing too right mm-hmm. so, right oh it's crazy oh oh things you know oh the things yeah. we have to go through to mm-hmm. to make art <laughs> i mean i can honestly say though i would really love it if you had a variety show like i would really love it <laughs> I feel like I want you to have one. I just did an art. I just did an interview where they were like, talk about who who's big up someone. And I was like, Trisha Black should have been, have her own show. And oh. I think, you should, and I think I said, and it should mostly be you singing. Uh, yeah. Cause I, 
you have a beautiful voice. So well, thank you. And you're so funny. I just think I think the time for variety shows is coming back. I, I think really, so too. Really do I think it's here, and I think it should be you. That's what I think. Thank you. That's kind of what this show kind of is, is a variety show. It's like a talk show with there's going to be lots of like guests and there's going to be lots of music. Ayaka Kinagawa is uh, my like Paul Schaefer. So I'm very excited. And yeah, it's uh, it's a killer. It's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. I just bought this big. uh, I'll see if I can whip around the computer. This big. uh, Yes. (laughs) Foam board. Guys, Vistaprint. I, I Visaprint be a sponsor, but they're quick. They are <laughs> yeah. quick. That's great. They're quick. They came within like a couple of days. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> well, feel like you, you predicted all this because she honestly, like last week, put this yep. in the Toronto Guardian and said they were like crazy love, and she's like. I love Trisha Black. I want her to have her own talk show. I want it to That's be her. So nice. Like, Why didn't I my- see that? <laughs> we'll send it to you. I hey. I've been weirdly like omnipresent this year i have like a weird like i'm a little bit i got the touch this year a bit. let me tell you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna touch on that please back in february mm-hmm. so dale and i met in february and we were like okay uh what what are we gonna do you know close swap what's our next step that kind of thing mm-hmm. and so we kind of got back to like okay let's pursue this let's pursue that you know like you do to keep yourselves on track especially during the winter. Right. So that right. was like in a brewery in February, like mid February. And then we got back on the phone, like a week or two later, I was heading off to Utah. And I said to her, well, I'm going to U cause I travel a lot. And I was like, I'm going to Utah, but after that, I'm not going anywhere till April. And she was like, I'm going to tell you something. And this is February, mid February. She said, I'm going to tell you something. No one's going anywhere in April. <laughs> Seriously. She was like, I-, I believe it. I just, I just picture her sitting there being like, listen, no one's going anywhere like an oracle and i was like what do you mean and she she was like this covid thing i'm telling you it's gonna they're gonna stop travel we're all gonna Mm -hmm. be home and it's gonna be for like a long time and anybody else i would have been like okay you know what i mean yeah because i know dale so much and because i trust her so much and i've known her for so long Mm -hmm. i actually like my you know my spidey sense was like hmm what and like could, yep. you, could this actually be true and I was like do you really and I remember saying to you Dale do you really think and she was like I really do I yeah. really, really do this is gonna happen we're all gonna be homebound we're, they're gonna tell mm-hmm. us we can't travel and we're gonna stay home and I mean I never could have foreseen where we're at this you know here we are at the end of November. yeah like, wow I know uh, it's wild the weirdest like not compliment but comment I got about that was so everything's going down and I was like preparing and like kind of mm-hmm. getting my life and my head straight because I was like I'm I know this I have I've been watching I've been reading the news since like January I was like mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a little obsessed with like the scientific side of things yeah I'm, me too love it. I'm really like into it and like the new vaccines and stuff and how they work mm-hmm. and I'm just like into it and so uh my mom was like you know what she's like you never take anything seriously and you're taking this seriously <laughs> she said to me, <laughs> Because this must be something because you're taking it seriously. Yeah, like, something's up. Yeah. I mean, I in, Jan- in January, I had seen all like I'd been following it since like early January. And in January, when we got our first case here in Toronto at um, 
at St. Joseph's. I was I had to go to St. Joseph's because I fell and I was too excited and with my dog and I tripped and sprained my wrist. Uh, <laughs> but um, I had to go to St. Joseph's and I remember being like to my girlfriend being like, I'm nervous to go to St. Joe's because they have the first case of covid. And I was like, it's going to be huge. I know it's coming. And I feel like people didn't listen to me until we got to March and we we're like, you know, we were in process at Second City. And there was just one day where I was like, guys, Broadway's closed. This is closed. <laughs> like, what yeah. are what's happening? That Wednesday, March 11th. I, I, Ides of March, man. Like, I remember that week. I can tell you what I was doing. I can't tell mm -hmm. you anything since, but what I was doing each of those days. Yeah. Because of, and I'm sure everybody can, because of the way the, the way the wall. But, you know, I had moved to Toronto during SARS, uh, mm -hmm. just before SARS. And I was working at Second City during SARS during the original stars with Tony and Tina's, right? So right. Amanda, you were in, in Tony and Tina's at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Not the, or just at the tail end of was it? Was with SARS? I was, I was the Blue Jay for SARS because okay. they sent me home because I was coughing. Was so, I at Tina's that year? I can't wait, remember. Wait, the Blue Jay? I was the mascot for the Blue Jays, yeah, for three years. Why haven't we talked about that? That's nuts. <laughs> well, we've been 